0: Tonight is study number 36 of Revelation chapter 11, and we're going to be reading verses 18 and 19. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was open in heaven and there were seen in his temple the ark of his testament and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. And I'll stop reading there. Now in our last study we were looking at verse 18 which said, And the nations were angry and thy wrath is come. And uh, we looked a little bit at at the reference to the nations being angry, we saw that this was the case in the time leading up to May 21. There was actually an increasing um, angry response to the message of May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. And uh, part of it was due to uh, it being... Uh, so long in the public's eye, they, they had been seeing it for months, some for even longer than that. And, and it was not, uh, decreasing, but increasing. They could not avoid it. And this brought anger out of the people of the world. Um, first of all, they, they don't like that message to begin with. And then to see it repeatedly, before um, the, their eyes and on their way to work, coming home from work, and uh, on the weekend when they went to their sporting event or when they were out and about on the town and, and they just couldn't avoid it, it, they were getting angrier and angrier. And then Judgment Day came and the nations were angry. And so when... It was perceived by their senses, their eyes, their um, ability to sense uh, physical things, that nothing happened physically, then they expressed their anger in ridicule, in mockery, in uh, reviling of those that had dared to bring this message of judgment to them, and and uh, the warning we looked at in Ephesians 4.26, where God warned, Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That seems to have a, a deeper uh, spiritual meaning of do not be caught in in sin as anger is sin. We, we're not God. We're not the judge of anyone. We're not to... Have wrath as God has wrath towards others. God tells us to forgive. God tells us to forbear. And, and, and so when people are wrathful, when they are indulging anger towards others, it, it is definitely a sinful thing. And if the sun goes down upon your anger, well, then uh spiritually that would mean there is no more light of the gospel, and that's what happened immediately after the tribulation, and you are caught in that sin. And that's really the case with all unsaved people. Of course, not all are angry. Everyone has their particular sin, but everyone is caught in their sin. The sin that they uh love the sin that gave them such pleasure that they enjoyed that they they couldn't stand the idea of being without the sin that um they preferred to God, they preferred to doing things God's way. All the unsaved were caught in their sin and in the condition of being a sinner. We're all sinners, yes, but God made a way of escape for certain sinners, his elect, that cleansed them from their sin and made them righteous in his sight through the atoning work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But these rest, these others, that that numbered in the billions, they had no Savior. They, therefore, um, were in their sin and and therefore their condition, be, uh, the Bible calls filthy. They're unjust, and they remained filthy and unjust still. And and those that are righteous remain righteous in Christ. And so that that seems to be the direction that this statement is going in. The nations were angry, and thy wrath, that is God's wrath, is come. Finally, after thousands of years, thousands of years, yes, God, um, he, he brought judgments many times, oftentimes during those thousands of years, but still not the final judgment, not the ultimate judgment of ending salvation for mankind. And then, of course, at the the completion of this final judgment will be the, the destruction, the annihilation of all the wicked. They will cease to exist forevermore. And this judgment the Bible has warned about all through history. And actually those other judgments, like the destruction of the world by a flood, were Pictures of this final judgment, or the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, was a picture of the final judgment, and and uh, many times when God would bring judgment on a a city, it typified, it pictured the final judgment, like the destruction of Jericho or the destruction of the city of Ai, and and so forth. But there is only one final judgment. And and God warned about that day throughout the Bible, a day when he would pour out his wrath. And that's why we read in um, Matthew 3, 7, John the Baptist uh, asked them, Who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And that's why we read in Zephaniah 2, that God encouraged sinners to seek him to go to him and beseech him for mercy before the decree pass before he exercises his wrath and pours out his anger and before the day of Jehovah's anger come well now we are there we are in the day of Jehovah's anger and and that's why verses like Zephaniah or passages Zephaniah, uh, found in Zephaniah 2, 1 through 3, where there there is just a great admonition and encouragement to the reader: Go to God! Go to God with with tremendous urgency! Go to God! Boldly go to the throne of grace! That that tremendous urgency is found in many places in the Bible, such as um, in 2 Corinthians. We read in 2 Corinthians 5, start reading there, um, it says in verse 20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, Be ye reconciled to God. Do you see the plea that God is making through his people, who are his ambassadors, his representatives, messengers of his word, and they carry the word of God. This is God urging the listener, urging the reader of the Bible, urging those that would come across the path of his ambassadors his messengers to uh, uh, to be reconciled god beseeching them won't you go uh, to that throne of grace won't you come to me god is saying won't you cry out for mercy and then god gives those many passages to demonstrate uh, how people ought to approach him like blind Bartimaeus. Oh, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Have mercy. And, and just so many Bible passages, you know, uh, e-Bible fellowship today is, um considered cruel by many. We're considered heartless. We're considered cold. And, and I suppose me especially. We, uh we lack love we lack the um uh, kindness and 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 goodness and uh, because we're telling people the bible says the door is shut and there's no more salvation well i i wonder how many of these people have been following e bible fellowship over the last uh 15 years or so and in the years leading up to May 21, 2011, the e-Bible Fellowship taught just about weekly, weekly, we would go to these verses, like this one here in 2 Corinthians 5.20, um, as though God did beseech you by us, be ye reconciled to God, we would go to Zephaniah. I remember teaching from Zephaniah 2, in the day of salvation, before the decree did come forth, and, and pleading with people, because and it, it's not the, that it, it was me pleading, but as we read here in 2 Corinthians 5, God did beseech you by us. I'm sure it was the working of God's Spirit in me, in others, in his people, Um, who were being stirred up by him to present the gospel message of salvation with great urgency. And so week after week after week, we we went to the passages of of blind Bartimaeus crying uh, to the Lord Jesus. And we went to... The publican beating his breast saying, God be merciful to me a sinner. And we went to Psalm 51 where, uh, David is, is crying out, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And many other like passages we went to and we encourage people to the point that some people, um, despised that kind of teaching and they were critical of us for putting such a enormous emphasis upon the mercy of God. We were the ones, along with many of God's people, encouraging people go to God and cry out to him for all it's worth and don't let anyone tell you to stop. Don't let anyone try and Convince you to stop crying for mercy. Let God, um, be the one who responds to you and not man. And we continued that emphasis again and again and again. And if asked, we can show you the audio files and you can listen to them. It was over the course of years, years we, we were being used by God to beseech people on his behalf, to be reconciled to him. And the closer we got to May 21, 2011, the more urgent and desperate those pleas were being made. And now, of course, since May 21, 2011, you don't hear any of that. You don't hear any of that. There is an overwhelming emphasis on the door is shut. There is no more salvation. God is not actively saving anyone since that day. And why? What has changed in us? What has turned us from, from uh, I suppose since some accuse us of lacking compassion now, they would have to admit that we were exhibiting great compassion before, and what is what has happened to change us have has some um, some life event turned us bitter? Uh, have we gone from lovers of man to haters of man at, in, in such a short time? Why is it that we now have no mercy and have become so cruel? And, and before, oh, we were, some would say, overly compassionate, overly concerned that people go to God. And you see, it's no change in us. It's a change in God's program. God's the one who determines his salvation program and his program for judgment. God's the one that determines truth. He's the one that establishes times and seasons. And he's the one that changes things from Um, having Israel as his representatives to the churches as his representatives. And he's the one that goes from the churches as his representatives to calling his people outside of the churches and no longer using the church. And he's the one that goes from a day of salvation, a prolonged day that lasted for centuries and centuries and centuries to... The end of salvation for a prolonged period of judgment that will, in all probability, only continue for 1,600 days. God is the one that opens doors. God is the one that shuts doors. And what God has opened, no man can shut. When people, at the time God was saving that great multitude out of the great tribulation, were telling us to be quiet, we did not listen. None of God's people would listen, because God opened that great and effectual door whereby He was bringing many into the kingdom of heaven, and He would not permit His people to cease because of what men said or thought about us beseeching others on His behalf. He would have us not to be a respecter of persons, not to please men, but to do the will of God, which at that point in time was to greatly put before people their need, their desperate need to go to God while he may be found. But now, God who opens doors and no man can shut, God has shut the door and no man can open. No man can open up the door by running over here to a verse like in 2 Corinthians 5 or 2 Corinthians 6 that speaks of the day of salvation or, or over to blind Bartimaeus or over to the publican or wherever he runs. He's going to come back with a verse and, and basically with that scripture he's saying, see, Here you talk of salvation. Now open the door of heaven. And yet God won't listen. He won't listen because that verse has no further application in judgment day, in the day of his wrath. It has no application whatsoever. And no matter how desperately people try to open up the door of heaven for themselves or for others, maybe loved ones, they cannot. Because that is under the control of Almighty God. And He has determined the door is shut. And we are nobodies. We are nothing. We are not the ones in control of times and seasons. We are not the ones that determine... To open the door in a wide and great way that a great multitude comes in. We are not the ones that then shut that door. We are only the doorkeepers and we get our direction from the word of God, the Bible. God tells us just like, um, the owner of a large, um, hotel downtown has hired doorkeepers. And he tells them, here's your plan of the day. Here's what I want you to do. And and for whatever reason today, nobody gets in unless they are a resident of the hotel. You make sure you keep that door shut. And that is the direction from the owner. Well, we're given our directions from the Bible. And God has showed us on that day. I know people don't want to hear about that day, many don't, but the Bible insists, and and there's been nothing to disprove it. On that day, May 21, 2011, God shut the door, exactly 7,000 years from the flood, exactly at the end of a 23-year Great Tribulation, exactly on the 8,400th day, which had Underlying it, the seventeenth day of the second month of the Hebrew calendar, which matched exactly with the day seven thousand years earlier, the door of the ark was shut. God shut the door, and the door to heaven is shut. It will never open again, and and so we share this information, and uh, we at E Bible Fellowship. We, we just want to be faithful. We only want to speak what is true to the Bible. And when God shows us something that is true to the Bible, we will declare it and, and declare it with all of our heart. You know, God says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to man. And now, of course, many want us to shut up. Many do not want us to prophesy, and prophesy I mean, as the Bible means it, to declare the Word of God. As it was said to one of God's prophets in the Old Testament, prophesy not here, Go, go to Bethel and prophesy. That's the nature of man. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what God has declared. Well, I'm sorry if the things that are coming forth from the bible in the day of judgment are not pleasing to you i'm sorry if uh, it, the idea that god has ended his salvation program is just just abhorrent to you and and maybe you've come to despise me as a result and i'm sorry about that but really your problem And the difficulty you're having with these things is not with me. And it's not with the bible Fellowship. It is with the Bible. And therefore, it is with God. God's the one who has opened up these things and revealed these things to his people. God's the one who had these things trumpeted to all the world for a prolonged period of time that that would be judgment day. God's the one who had us in the days prior telling people you have up until that point of May 21, 2011 to seek the Lord. That's the time wherein he might be found. Not after. We were very clear to let people know that. Not after. Up until that date. And... And God followed through, and he did exactly what he said he would do on the day that he told the world that he would do it. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone.